Welcome to NARPM Radio, your source for property management practices and ideas to help your career, delivered to fit your busy schedule. NARPM Radio, get tuned in. We're joined today by Kathleen Richards of the Property Management Coach to talk with us about dealing with stress during times of uncertainty. Welcome, Kathleen. Hi, everyone. I thought I would share with you today some tips and advice for how to deal with a lot of what's going on with the work at home, a lot of the changes that people have been dealing with. I know in my coaching practice, I've been doing a lot of coaching with my clients around motivation, feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, not productive, and just our overall way that we can feel better, start to feel productive in general, our well-being and our mental health. So I thought I would share with you some, some things that I think we can all put in place rather easily to help us navigate the new challenges that we're facing. So it doesn't kind of nice and I will go through them um, somewhat quickly and some of them are things that you probably already know about, but it's a good refresher to just have it in the forefront of our mind, right? So the first thing to keep in mind is what is known as the circle of control. And when we are in uncertain times or we're learning new things, or for many of us working from home and people trying to school from home, or you have two parents working from home, there is a lot of change there. There's a lot that's happening outside of our control and the stress can be extremely overwhelming. So the notion of circle of control is there's only so much that we can control in our life and that we have a choice about, right? So having a routine, what we're going to focus on, returning emails, trying to batch the work that we do, having autoresponders. These are things that we can control. How much time we sit in front of the computer, what tasks we choose to take on, what tasks we decide to let go. These are all things within our circle of control. And for many property managers, you know, we jokingly, me included, describe ourselves as control freaks. And that can be extremely harmful to us because we try to control everything. We worry about everything that's happening. And the reality is so much is out of our circle of control. So being able to distinguish and differentiate around what we can control and what we can't control is really important. And the things that we cannot control which is really other people's choices, what's happening out there in the world, we have to let that go. And I know myself, I find the news extremely depressing, so I've tried to limit my consumption of the news that I watch every day because a lot of it is negative, and then I worry and stress about it, and do I have control over it? No, okay? So I choose to focus on the things that I do have control around. The other is focus on the priorities. So Maybe in the past we were able to juggle a gazillion different things at work, at office, leave work, take the kids here, pick them up from school, drop them off there, go grocery shopping, whatever. Now that we're confined to home, all of these different things that we're experiencing can feel overwhelming to us, right? So my suggestion is take the top three things or the top one thing that you need to focus on and get done today and do that first. 
And then if everything else falls apart throughout the rest of the day, at least you got that one priority done. Also try to batch things as much as you can so that you're returning all your emails at one time. You're returning phone calls at one time. This will allow you with the limited amount of time that you may have to focus on work to actually feel productive when you're getting work done. Perspective. This is huge. Try to get some perspective around what you are working on. The reality is the toilet will get repaired, things will get done, but if you step back and say, I only have so much time, I only have so much energy, just focus on one thing at a time and have some perspective about what's going on. The reality is this pandemic at some point will be over. And when we look back, it will be six months or maybe even a year, but we'll look back on it with some lessons learned of how we might do things differently. This isn't gonna last forever. I think back to when I got into property management in 2005, wow, shortly thereafter, the market started to crash, all the foreclosures started to happen. You can't let those things overwhelm you. And if you just step back with some perspective, I always like to tell myself at the end of my career or on my deathbed, am I gonna look back and say, I wish I'd replaced the water heater at 123 Picket Fence Lane? Of course not, right? So try to put things in perspective. Work is always gonna be there, but right now maybe our focus is on our family or the homeschooling. And yes, the work will get done, maybe not all of it. The most important things will get done and that's okay. Also, it's really important to learn to ask for help and to delegate. For those of us that are entrepreneurs and business owners, we have a tendency to feel like nobody can do it better than us and or that it's our responsibility to do everything. Even if you are a sole proprietor, reach out and ask for help. Try to find ways that you can get the support that you need and delegate where you can. This is going to be crucial to your well-being. We all know about or have heard the importance of eating well, getting proper sleep, exercising. We, we know the benefits of that. If you're like me, I'm not one that enjoys exercise. So I try to find alternative ways to do that. One of those alternative ways is to maybe go for a walk or to sit and listen to some really nice music that relaxes you. Where I am located, I am on a property that has a little pond. So every morning I get up a little extra early and I sit on my back porch with my coffee and I just enjoy the pond. It's very relaxing for me, okay? So find whatever it is for you that allows you to have a little bit of quiet time, allows you to relax, allows you to get a little bit of joy back into your life. Maybe it's going for a walk in nature. Maybe it's just picking up your little pet and having some snuggle time with them. Getting down on the floor and playing with your kids. Whatever it is that kind of gives you joy. Reading a good book, listening to a podcast. There are a lot of different things that we can do. And even if it's just 15 minutes, I think you would be surprised at 
how you can be re-energized. That leads into the notion of what gives you energy. So when we are feeling overwhelmed by circumstances and the environment and all the responsibilities that we have, we feel drained. And so it's important to stop and evaluate what is it about work that gives you energy and do more of that. What is it in your personal life that gives you energy and do more of that? We need to make sure that we're filling up our buckets, so to speak, so that we are not completely drained because we won't be good to anybody, whether it's our colleagues, our clients, our tenants, our family, our children, if we are running on empty. So one thing that I will share with you, I would do in my office when I would start to get overwhelmed is I love to dance. My husband, forget it. He, he does not like to dance. And I love to listen to music. So every afternoon at three o'clock, I would close my office door and I would put on some music and I would dance around my office for about 15 minutes. One, it was exercise because I was trying to do more of that and I really hate exercising. But it was something that was just really fun for me and I'm a super uber responsible, get it done kind of person. I don't think people would ever describe me as, oh, she's real fun. <laughs> so yeah, I get stuff done, super responsible. But it was important for me to do something that just made me feel really good and energized. And for me, dancing is it, right? And I'm not going to go out to a club or anything, but every day at three o'clock, which is kind of my low point in energy in a day, I would take like a little time out and I would just goof around and dance in my office. And it seems silly, but at the end, I felt awesome. A lot of times people watch YouTube videos. I have one saved on my cell phone that's a series of dogs that are doing funny different things. And every time I watch it, it just makes me laugh. And we all know that laughter is good medicine. It increases our endorphins and it's, it just is a time out. And when we laugh, we're breathing and we're breathing in a lot more oxygen, right? Which is also good for us. So the point is to find things that energize you and do more of that. That's really, really important when we're feeling confined and restricted and out of control. The other thing that I've alluded to is that, you know, when we're working from home and we've got the kids at home and maybe our spouse or roommates are also working from home, how do we set boundaries around what we are doing? Because now Everything is happening in the same place simultaneously, and it's really distracting, it's really disruptive, and we can feel like we're spinning our wheels and not accomplishing a single thing. So boundaries are very, very important. In property management, I can't tell you how often I have this conversation with my coaching clients, even when people do go to an office, or people tell me I'm you know, working till 10, 11 o'clock every single night. We need to have boundaries. It's even more important when we're at home and we're working from home. So as much as you can, create that routine of you get up, like you're going to work, 
you get breakfast ready from the kids, you do whatever you're gonna do, get them on their homework assignments, and then you set aside time and now where you let the family know I'm working and you create an actual physical place that you can go, whether you've set up a little desk in a bedroom or you actually have a dedicated office, go into that space and do the work. Don't co-mingle your space such as the kitchen dining room table if the kids are also sitting there trying to do their homework okay so as much as you can create a space and everybody should have their own space where they can go and work at least for an hour if at all possible if you can break up your work into one hour chunks of time okay and then one hour you're working and then maybe you go back and you have to do some household things and then you come back and hopefully you can do maybe another half hour one hour of work again but we all need to have boundaries don't be answering your phone for example before eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning that's when you start work return chain put on those auto responders that you return emails within 24 hours or you return phone calls the next business day, that your office is open from nine to four, Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday. Showings on weekends are by appointment only or you know, under the COVID thing, a lot of showings are just virtual now, right? Try to really set firm boundaries so that you're not doing property management phone calls and work late into the evening and then you feel guilty that you're not spending time with your family and kids okay get your family on board too part of delegating is that they have to step up and and help with chores and help to create that routine in the family as well right so everybody should know very clearly what they're doing kind of what the routine is gonna be as much as possible. If you are having feelings of being completely overwhelmed, feeling stuck, unmotivated, no energy, I've even had clients that say, do I even wanna stay in this property management business anymore? You know, so many of the laws and regulations around property management, it, it feels like it's piling on and it's just more than I can handle, right? We're learning a lot right now. People are learning how to do business online. People are learning how to do Zoom calls. People are learning how to sign their rental agreements electronically, how to do virtual showings, right? And it's a lot of new information being thrown at us. And anytime we are in learning mode, that takes a ton of energy on top of just trying to navigate our everyday life. So one of a couple things I have to say about that is be kind to yourself. I think everybody else is giving each other a lot of grace. If you're nervous about the new technology, guess what? Nobody's perfect at it. And that's actually kind of a good thing. We're all in this boat together. We're all learning new ways of doing things. And so there is no expectation that we have to do it perfectly, okay? Give yourself a little bit of room to try things out. And if you make a mistake, we just laugh about it, right? And then we move on. So everybody is in the same boat right now when it comes to learning new things. So I think everybody's quite forgiving. I mean, we've all, seen zoom 
backgrounds where people are walking through the backgrounds, the dogs are in the background, all, you know, the kids are wandering through. We would never have probably tolerated that in the past, but now just the fact that we're trying to do it and we're moving forward, that's great. We're at least doing something, okay? So give yourself permission that we're all in learning mode, that it's okay that we're not perfect. It's okay that we're not going to maybe get everything done that's on our list. We have to prioritize, right? And be kind to yourself. As business owners, we are so hard on ourselves with the expectations that we have to be, you know, the perfect property manager or the perfect parent or the perfect mom or the perfect dad. It's better to just try and do what you can do and be okay with that, okay? So if you need permission, I'm giving you permission, but be kind to yourself and find ways to be kind to yourself. Also, it's okay if you are having a bad day or you're in a funk, just acknowledge that and feel it instead of just pushing it down and trying to be Pollyannish and moving on. Maybe you decide that, you know, I'm only going to work half a day today or work for an hour and I'm just going to take the rest of the day off and just kind of feel it. Um, I used to call that my pity party day. If I woke up and normally I'm naturally an extremely positive person, but if I was just feeling off or something wasn't working right, okay, I would do the work that I had to get done for the day and then maybe I'd take the rest of the day off. And I would just be kind to myself. And for whatever reason, typically, if I kind of looked at the calendar, a lot of times it would be a subconscious date of someone's passing or something that had happened that had kind of triggered in me just feeling terrible that day, right? It's okay to kind of have a day off. It's okay to not feel okay. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. And it's okay to know that you are not alone. So many of your other property managers, friends, neighbors are all feeling the same way. Okay. So it's okay. We're, we're navigating new uncharted territory. So again, that notion of taking care of yourself, acknowledging that maybe you're not your best self today and tomorrow is going to be a new day, okay? So sometimes it's okay to just take a part of a day off and just say, I'm done for today. It's your body telling you that you need a break, so listen to it. The other thing that I've already mentioned kind of tied to what gives you energy and boundaries is try to have a routine as much as possible. When we have a routine, it takes less energy for us to move through that routine. So if you think about it, when you get in your car and you drive to work, you end up at work a half hour, an hour later. If you really stop to think about like, how did I get here? You don't even remember how you got there. It's like on autopilot, right? When we can do as much of our normal routine it allows us to accomplish things. It allows us to feel like we're in control, right? It allows us to create, especially for our, our children, the normalcy that we're all striving for as much as possible, right? 
We all do better when we have some form of routine. When we are trying something new, we're flexing new muscles, we're learning new things, that takes a tremendous amount of energy. So the more that we can do that's a routine, the better it's going to be for us, right? So as much as we can get up at the same time every day, eat our meals at the same time, have the kids work on their homework, have the kids have some play time, for you to you know, be able to block out bits of time that you can do some work, right? Don't be checking your email constantly throughout the day. That's going to be extremely draining if you're also trying to homeschool your kids or do other things. So block your time, batch your time as much as possible. Check your email two times a day. Check your, your voicemails two times a day. Put autoresponders there that let people know when you check and when you'll get back to them. Okay. If you are working on high priority things, Really decide, really ask yourself, is this important? Obviously, if you have a tenant moving into a property, doing a move-in is going to be important. Or having them do the move-in. Video record it, take pictures, and then send it back to you. You've got to get the lease done, right? So focus on getting the lease done and sending it off to them for electronic signature. Try... I've actually told people, get your most important things done first before you even open your email and look at it. Because all too often what happens is the first thing we do when we show up for work is we check our email. Two hours later, we look up and all we've been doing is responding to emails and we haven't gotten any work done, right? And that can be extremely frustrating. So do your highest priority task first and then check email or then check voicemails, okay? Then, as I said earlier, if your day kind of goes kapooey, at least you got the lease done. At least you got that important phone call to that owner taken care of. And the rest of the stuff that you got done throughout the day is icing on the cake, so to speak. There may be things that you just have to let go, right? For instance, Maintenance that's not an emergency. Your tenants realize that with the COVID, they don't want people coming into their property. If it's not an emergency, it's going to sit there. Yes, they turn in the work order request so that you know that something has to be taken care of, but it's not going to be responded to maybe until the emergency is over. And or you've got something in place with the tenant that they sign a waiver that it's okay for the vendor to come in and they go into another room. You have the social distancing, whatever your protocol is, right? Maybe now is not the time to do some new marketing. Maybe it's the perfect time to do marketing. Only you will know what is best for you to move forward. But in this new times, as we're navigating things, being there to support your team. Maybe you have Zoom meetings every single day, whereas when you were in the office, you only had an office staff meeting once a week. Okay, we might need to be communicating more with each other in shorter increments so that we can support each other. We can make sure the work is being done. So try to find that routine. A really good thing that you can do when you are feeling stuck or you feel like you just can't make a decision is to break things down into the smallest component possible. You've probably all heard the saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? 
The other thing is to take action. Sometimes we experience analysis by paralysis, right? We're looking at all this different information and we're just so overwhelmed we cannot make a decision. Our mind shuts down. When we are feeling overwhelmed and feeling stressed, that fight or flight happens to us. It's physiological, it's normal, it's natural. So how do we calm that down so that we come from a place of where we are thinking logically versus reacting emotionally? And the first step to doing that is to literally stop, be intentional, recognize that you're feeling emotional, something's being triggered, you're, you're getting upset about something, take deep breaths. And they say you breathe in for five or three, count one, two, three, and then you exhale for five. And do that about five times. And the fact that you are automatically introducing oxygen into your blood flow, you will automatically start to de-stress. You will automatically be able to start thinking more rationally and logically. And then you can get perspective and say, is this really important? Do I really need to get this done? When we can take action is when we can start to feel unstuck. I want you to go through like almost like an ER room and triage for yourself. What are the things that you can let go? Like property inspections probably aren't happening other than a move in or move out, right? Um, a lot of things aren't just going to happen. There are certain things that we do absolutely need to do. We still need to do the accounting. We still need to do our owner statements. There are phone calls that still need to be made, but try to triage and delegate what you can and put them on your list so that you can kind of tick down those items and get them taken care of. But when we're able to actually take action, then we're able to feel a little bit more energized about things. And don't be afraid to ask for help. That's huge. If you're not able to do it, go online. See if you can get um, a virtual assistant to help you. And there's all kinds of different companies out there that you can buy somebody's time for a couple hours. You don't have to hire somebody full-time or even part-time. There's Upwork is one company that maybe you've heard of that has independent virtual contractors that can support you. There's another company called FreeUp, F-R-E-E-E, Up, same thing. Fiverr, Thumbtack. I once hired somebody from Thumbtack to do a video of me teaching a class, which I needed to have edited and put together when I was applying to be a national instructor for NARPM. It was very affordable. They got back to me. I was a little nervous about it, but it, it turned out to be great. And it was a one-off thing. Reach out to people that are in your network that might be able to help you with some things. My little admin support. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And the more that we can do where we are taking one step at a time, it will help us to feel a little bit more energized. And then the other thing I want to mention is if people are feeling truly depressed, you just can't get out of your funk. Everything just feels very overwhelming. Please reach out for professional therapy 
or counseling, there is nothing wrong in asking for help from a professional. They're ones that are trained, that can support us on a really deep emotional level. They're ones that can give us tools that can help us cope when we're really struggling. So there's nothing weak about asking for help. And just like if you are, you know, have a physical issue that's happening to you, you're going to seek out a doctor. You're going to go for help. So if you are struggling with depression or funk or stuck, or you're finding that it's just difficult to get out of bed and get dressed every day, those are signals that you are probably beyond running on fumes. And I would encourage you to reach out for counseling or therapy. There are online opportunities as well where you can book time with a therapist online. And so look for that. But it can be a huge support and a validation that how you are feeling is normal in many cases. And they can give you tools to really help you. So I just wanted to share that with people as well. So let me review quickly some of the things that I have mentioned. I've talked about 12 different things. The first one was knowing what is within your circle of control and that you actually have a, a choice or a say over that. Anything that's beyond your circle of control, let it go. Recognize that you have no power over it. You have no control over it. So let it go. Do not let it consume you. Do not let it cause you to worry. Do not let it confuse you or scare you, right? Just focus on what you actually have control over. The other thing is focus on priority. What is the priority that really needs to get done? And just focus on that. Perspective. Stepping back and looking at the big picture can sometimes put thing, things into proportion. When things seem like they're their worst case scenario, ask yourself, you know, if that really were true, what would happen, right? We tend to blow things out of proportion in our mind all the time. So having perspective is really big. Another thing that I haven't mentioned that I want to insert before I forget is gratitude. The power of being grateful for what we have can really bolster us in times where when we focus on one thing that can consume us. So if our focus is on negativity and all the things that are going wrong, that becomes a bigger part of our persona in daily life. If we can balance that out with, get some perspective on what are we grateful for? So such things as many people I've seen have posted on different um, Facebook pages, um, they're thankful that they're saving money on gas, right? We're not having to commute to work anymore. We're thankful that we're getting to have dinner time, right? In our busy lives, I grew up where we turned off the TV and we sat down and had dinner together as a family. But in modern times, sometimes that just isn't possible. If the kids have sports practice and this and that and so forth, well, guess what? People are home. We're cooking home together as a family. We're not eating out. So maybe we're saving money there and we're getting to do something together as a family. 
and we're getting to share time together as a family. Maybe we're playing more board games or we're watching movies together as a family. We're getting to tell stories about uh, family members or what's going on with each other. So maybe we're getting to work in our gardens more often. I have a girlfriend of mine that said her garden has never looked so good this early in the year. So look for the things that we are grateful for and use that to try to balance out some of the negativity that is happening to us. I also mentioned asking for help and delegating. You don't have to do it alone and you don't have to have all the weight of everything on your shoulders. Ask for help. Try to find um, beyond eating properly, getting proper sleep and exercise. Look to find things that energize us or counter to exercise or activity Things that calm us, whether it's taking a nice hot shower or sitting in the hot tub or a bath or listening to music, getting out in nature, reading, listening to podcasts, doing a little meditation, deep breathing, yoga. Calmer activities can really be positive for people as well. I'm one that I can do all kinds of exercise and I've never gotten that endorphin high. It's not something I enjoy. For me, relaxation seems to energize me. So everybody's going to be a little different. Do what works for you. Also, find what gives you energy and do more of that. So whether it's playing with your pets, your kids, dancing, um, watching YouTube videos, watching a comedy movie, if you are an operations person, maybe, and I can tell you lots of people have been contacting me saying, you know what, I have my policy and procedure manual. Now is the time I'm actually going to sit down and start working on it. Okay, if that gives you energy, great. Go for it. You're going to feel really accomplished when you finally get that updated or done, right? If that is something that you drag your feet on, okay, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you delegate that to somebody else and you do something that gives you energy. And maybe that energy is reaching out to your clients and by phone and checking in with them. Okay. Again, everybody is going to be different. There is no right or wrong way for how we navigate our circumstances. It's just being true to you and doing what is right for you. Also, if the little internal voice to you is saying, I should be doing this. That's, that's a signal, or if you're saying, I have to, those words should and have to are signals that you are comparing yourself to maybe other people and what other businesses are doing. I want to encourage you to just focus on your business and not worry about anybody else. All that's important is what you do that works for you. And the reality is that clients come to you because of you. So don't try to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Don't try to be all things to your clients. Don't try to keep up with what other people are doing. And I, I, I know that I've experienced that myself. You know, you see what competitors in your marketplace or even colleagues that you really admire 
they're doing this or they launched a new program or they're doing that. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm falling behind. And so then you have this panic of you have to keep up. Let them focus on their business and you focus on yours. There was a great saying that I read recently, Oprah Winfrey had said, you can only run your race, right? You can't run other people's races. So just focus on what you do. And there's more than enough business out there for everybody. Okay, keep that in mind as well. Set clear boundaries about the hours that you're going to work and where you're going to work and communicate that with family or roommates or other people that are in your environment with your staff. I know we did this with our staff in many instances too. We would say to them, hey, I'm working on a lease right now. Nobody bother me for the next hour so that we could respect their time. So I think that's really important also to have those boundaries and communicate that and be kind to yourself. Give yourself some room that we're all in this together. We're all learning new things. And if you can take action with one item at a time, break things down into their smallest common denominator, do that one thing and then celebrate that you got something done instead of going, oh my God, I only got one thing done on my list of 10. Celebrate that you got one thing done. That's great. And then do one more thing. And just step by step, you're going to be able to get the entirety of what you're trying to do done. And then lastly, I just want to mention to people that there is nothing wrong with therapy. If you feel like you need to really reach out and get some professional help, that that's for many people normal and there are professionals out there there to support you and do that. So I want to encourage you if you are feeling that you need that extra level of support or tools to help you, that these are professionals. So please reach out to them if you feel like you need that support. So I hope that what I have shared with you today are some concrete things that you can incorporate into your life or some tools to add to your toolbox to help you navigate these new times, these strange times, not only for your business, but for your personal life and be able to just do what we're doing. The reality is we're all just doing our best. And guess what? That's enough. We don't have to be superheroes. We're just doing the best that we can. So thank you so much for your time today and for listening. And hopefully you now have some new tools to help you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NARPM Radio. For more details on today's subject, refer to the show notes or visit narpum.org radio. And we'll see you next time on NARPM Radio.